Delene Berets reporting for duty. Fasten your seatbelt and hold on your carrots, comrades. We're going to burn some high-performance health rubber. You're about to enter the Lean Braves Throwdown Zone. Accelerating for the simple solutions, we are Avengers of Health. Hide the donuts. You're listening to the Lean Braves Radio Show at theleanbraves.com. Welcome, Berets. I'm Ron Jones with Kevin Rail and Jeff Crouch from Idaho today, and we're the Lean Berets. We've got an important show topic today, not that they're all uh, less important, but today is something that Kevin and I have been talking about since we formed the Lean Berets quite a few years ago, and that's child obesity, uh, physical education in schools, and the fitness of our kids today in this country. And so our, our topic today, the title of the show is Expect P.E., and we're actually going to be doing a series of shows on this important topic, discussing these issues with uh, professional physical education teachers like Jeff and some other health and fitness pros around the country that want to jump in on our throwdown here. And uh, the first show today, we're going to just kind of lay some groundwork and we'll subtitle it, you know, Move or Lose, because we really believe that if we can't get these kids moving, we're going to lose a lot down the road. So, Jeff, welcome to Lean Berets, your first show with us, and it won't be your last. Hey, thank you very much, Ron. Good morning to you uh, on the uh, West Coast, and uh, good morning, Kevin, over on the East Side. Good afternoon, uh, actually. For... I'm sorry? I said good afternoon, actually. I'm out in the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good afternoon to you. Kev- um, Kevin's been out there shoveling mud after the hurricane and floods, so he's he's getting his physical uh, fitness. Dude, I've been getting 10-hour workouts in the past week, so I'm, I'm very much in a 30-minute range, so I'm not about that yeah. at all. Well, thanks. I yeah, got to appreciate I, you letting me get on the board here. So appreciate it. Absolutely. I got a call a few weeks ago from Jeff, uh, just out of the blue, and he goes, "Hey, you know, I, I'm a PE teacher, and I'm I'm facing some some challenges today. You know, what do you think? And you know, can you guys help? And and so over the course of a few weeks, we just started talking back and forth, and I kind of pulled some of my corporate wellness clients. I got all kinds of interesting input and information, and I think people are. Uh, they're very concerned about this, Jeff. So one of the things we wanted to start with is, you know, you've been teaching a long time in physical education. You know, how has that changed today, and what are the standards currently? Because I don't, I don't think people are really aware that there are any standards, or if they are, are they being enforced? Yeah, um, you know, uh, years, years past. Uh, first of all, I've been at uh, teaching uh, for 20 years uh, here in a small community in, in Idaho, uh, Idaho Falls and School District 91, and uh, at primarily at the junior high school level, and I have seen quite a change in uh, the level and, and the ability of our, our students that uh, that do come through here. And I used to see about oh, 200, 300 students a year just through my class, and um, physical education, co-ed, and uh, also teach a strength and conditioning class. Uh, actually, two of those classes. Um, but boy, I, I see quite uh, quite a, a change in what the kids uh, are coming into class with, or without actually. Right. Um, there are certain standards that AFERD, or the American Alliance for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance, have um, put out, and uh, each state has kind of gleaned off of those standards to 
for physical education, K through 12. And um, I actually, uh, back in early 2000, um, there I um, helped uh, write the uh, standards for the state of Idaho. And just last year, they went under revision, and they didn't change a whole lot. But um, what I want to make people aware of, that there are certain standards that are out there and that uh, uh, teachers that are in the field should, uh, I'm certain that most of them are aware of them, and um, they should uh, be following them. Uh, when they're um, doing their pedagogy with their students. Um, you know, I have a, uh, a list of what a, a physically educated person should look like, and I just want to share that with you if I could. Yeah, let's lay some groundwork on this, because the, okay. the, the, um, the size, shape, and ability of the kids has dramatically changed. Uh, well, let me go. Let me go through a quick list here. I'll try to try to make it quick. Uh, the physically educated person has learned skills necessary to perform a variety of physical activities, and that includes uh, uh, moving using concepts of body awareness, spatial awareness, effort, and relationships relationships with uh, with other people. Uh, they demonstrate competence in a variety of manipulative locomotor and non locomotor skills. You know, I. Um, we talked about uh, about that earlier in our conversation, Ron. You know about the, the locomotor skills and that, and a lot of kids lacking um, some of the very basic skills there. Right, and I, I just want to make a little point that movement is a skill, and you have to kind of work on that to develop it. So, sitting around the computer, playing video games, or just working on a computer, even for school, doesn't develop movement skills, and so. Right. Yeah, there, we got some tendonitis issues with the thumbs today, but you know. <laughs> yeah, carpal tunnel with the Wii too. You know, swinging that around. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, um, uh, a student should be able to demonstrate competence in combinations of manip manipulative, locomotion, and non-locomotor skills performed individually and with others, and um, physically educated person is physically fit. Uh, they're able to assess, achieve, and maintain physical fitness on their own. Uh, they're able to design safe uh, personal fitness programs in accordance with principles of training and conditioning. And where do they get that? They should be getting that in uh, physical education class right. at an early age. Right, and you're talking a lot about educating these kids yeah, on how to education. move. So, yeah. so for the, for the parents that don't, um, maybe this slipped under the radar for a few uh, million people across America, but... Our kids aren't moving well today. I've worked with kids as well in physical education or fitness settings from elementary school through community college. And, you know, I, I've seen, you know, teenagers that can't touch their toes. They, they can't do fundamental movement patterns. And I'm going I'm to tell you, you know, at over 50, it doesn't usually get any easier <laughs> to move around and do those things, right? Generally, right. people have a harder time at it because they don't, you know, work at it with all the latest techniques and protocols and everything. So, you know, it's a real it's a real issue, uh, and it's getting worse. And, and and a driving point today we want to make is that, you know, when you can't move your body through space, you're you're really a liability, and you're setting yourself up not just to get hurt, but uh, potentially for a lifetime of pain and and uh, medical care costs as well. Uh, absolutely, I was just going to touch on that. Um, you know. Uh, the physically educated person, um, they should participate regularly in physical activity, um, 
some sort of health enhancing physical activity at least at least three times a week. Yeah, that's 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 the minimum. I mean, the bottom line is our, bo- our bodies are meant to move; they're not meant to sit. So we can make all the excuses in the world, but our bodies are going to just keep decaying because the body doesn't know political correctness. You know, your joints don't know political correctness. You know, we can make all these excuses, but if you're not moving, you're losing, and that's the subtopic of the show. Right, and you know, uh, the, the students that that I'm seeing and that are coming through uh, in the eighth grade, you know, we're talking. 13, 14-year-old young boys and, and girls, uh, because they're not getting a lot of movement, um, you know, I recognize that, and we start off with, with a lot of the very basic uh, uh, running, a nice easy jog with proper mechanics, you know, just going to the gym and back uh, a couple times uh, each day, uh, working on the swinging of the arms, and lifting of the legs, bending of the knees, uh, keeping your head in uh, proper uh positioning. Um, a lot of kids come in, their arms are swaying around, and uh, their legs are all over the place, and uh, they just clomp, clomp, clomp with their feet, you know. Now, back in the day, now I'm 51 years old, almost 52, so I can remember running the 600-yard, we called it a dash then, uh, right, right. And, and, and that was like an Olympic marathon, but everyone <laughs> had to do that in uh, fifth and sixth grade, I believe. So, so we've we've went from that to you know making an attempt at least to get kids to run across the gym, which is a lot less than six hundred yards. Right, and you know, um, simply just just uh, moving across the gym and back, and then and then skipping a skipping pattern, you know, raising the knee a little higher, and you know, step hop with one leg, and then you switch it over, step hop, bring those arms up, and you know, and that kind of stuff, and we just have—I uh, just see a lot of movement patterns that are a lot of unorthodox. They're—they're uh, they're not tuned, you know, whatsoever. Right. Um, they're far from it. Yeah. For the parents listening, there there are motor development uh, windows in children. So as they age and go through certain um, age ranges, it's important that they develop these these uh, programs, if you will, these control systems. And if not, they're apt to be less coordinated the rest of their lives. So, you know, of course, the best way you can get kids to develop all this kinesthetic awareness and spatial awareness and proprioception, all these fancy terms, is just to get them out there and let them play vigorously. Uh, what's right. the deal in Pennsylvania, Kevin? Is, is the Are the PE programs being cut out there as well? Yeah, it's, it's beyond staggering, and it's beyond shocking. Really? Um, yeah. My uh, first cousin, Nancy, is a PE teacher. Like I mentioned, the school district names that were... Um, you know, figurative purposes, but um, she, I see her on holidays all the time, and it's the same story over and over. She has a heck of a time getting kids motivated to do things, mm-hmm. and when she's able to get them motivated, she has a heck of a time keeping them motivated to stay on track. Now, not everybody is exercised as much as I do or uh, every day of the week or whatever and so on and so forth, but when it comes to physical ed, I mean, when I was back in school, it was a totally different ball game. I mean, all those protocols you were just mentioning, Jeff, sound very familiar to me. And we're going back to, like, late 80s here, where we'd have to run around just these cones in the beginning of class, like, ten times. We'd have to run, then we'd have to do high skips, and then we'd have to do side pedals, um, karaoke, all these different things, just the beginning of class alone. Then we would do, like, ten minutes of dynamic stretches and static stretches and so on and so forth, and then we would all pair off and do whatever we want. And I would usually play basketball or something else. But that was, like... 
gym classes every day for a whole marking period. Nowadays, mm-hmm. they're getting cut out of the programs left and right out here. Everyone's trying to save money, and I'm quoting my fingers in the air. Legislatures and stuff are cutting gym class here, cutting gym class there. And the, the big thing that really burns me up, not just as a lean beret, but as a, 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 a exercise, uh, an exercising person, is the fact that they're cutting corners in the exact wrong direction. It should be the total opposite of that. Instead of pulling the gym classes out to save money, they should be adding more gym classes. They should be adding more what I call fitness classes and more health classes. And that should be the direction of, of funding right now. And I think I can get you to agree with me, Jeff. I know RJ would agree with that as well. Let me let me but take other than that, it's really sad state of affairs out here. That's too bad. Let me let me take a step back. Let's look at this globally in terms of the whole country, because there's a lot of people whining and complaining and, and justly so about this this horrible economy we're in. Uh, we don't have enough jobs. And, you know, I don't know what your political views are, but in my opinion, you know, the tax cut stuff isn't going to work. We need people building things here in this country, and then those companies can, you know, pay more taxes, of course. But if we take another step back beyond that, how, how can we ask a corporation or a, a small business owner to hire people that are liabilities waiting to happen? You know, they're right. they're severely overweight. They're metabolic disasters in terms of the diseases that they already have or will get. And they don't move well from a from a uh, programming standpoint, like Jeff was talking about. So I do corporate wellness. Uh, you know, these are the things that I'm concerned about in an adult, you know, work environment, and trying to prevent these injuries. And and so many of the injuries that are happening are related to movement issues, and the other ones are lifestyle diseases that can be prevented. So I mean, if you're looking at bottom line and red and black, I mean, you know. The people in India are a lot healthier than the people in America, and that's where the jobs go. We can't rebuild this nation on a foundation of sickness and disease. It's that simple. And if we want a future, if, in quotes, by the way, we've got to give our kids a chance with health. I mean, this this is a serious issue, and it goes all the way into the military. And Jeff's a 31-year military veteran. We can do a whole show just on that, you know, that— this is a very serious issue, and it's not going to get any better until we get the kids moving to school for sure. That's right. Early education uh, it's got to start at the grassroots in elementary school, um, followed on through junior high as well as high school. Let me talk about physical education because I, you know, I, I polled my corporate clients. I got some great feedback and just kind of snooped around a little bit on Facebook and got some people writing in. And, you know, people kind of have a negative view of physical education depending on what kind of stuff they went through. Now, Kevin was describing all kinds of cool activities. I, I, I didn't detect any uh, any uh, regret there, Kevin, for you moving around and sweating a little bit. But no, P- I loved every minute of it. Yeah, P- few, I guess. PE is more than just you know a teacher walking out that wants to do coaching plans and throwing the ball out there and everybody runs around for 45 minutes. So um, by definition, physical education is using movement to change people in order to help them realize their full potential as human beings. It's about making better citizens. It's about making that young person understand uh, social interactions. I mean, Jeff and I were talking about this before the show yesterday, Kevin, about all the things you learn in a in a PE class. I mean, you've got personal hygiene issues. You've got, you know, 
waiting in line. You've got rules and regulations on different types of games and activities. And one of the issues today with kids, because they're online so much, is they don't know how to interact socially. They go into a restaurant, and they're texting everybody right next to them, and they're, they don't know how to interact with real people. They don't understand proximity. They don't understand body language so many times. This is what I see, you know, dealing with younger people in a, in a public setting. Very good point. And really put that into perspective. But you're absolutely right. You can learn a lot of that in, in PE, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what Jeff's trying to do with, yeah. with his fellow colleagues around the country. Yeah, you know, there's there's an opportunity for problem solving uh, in physical education class. Uh, um, probably a, a greater opportunity in physical education than in, in other classes. Um, also, um, there is the ability for um, problem solving, and you know, um, and decision making, and working out some certain conflicts that that do arise in in, in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you solve the conflict? You know, so rather than, you know, somebody bullying somebody else or dominate, over-dominating someone else, you know, you got to you know, call a timeout and you got to talk it over and, you know, and hopefully they can take those skills that, that um, and those um, opportunities, those choices that I provide the kids and allow them to think about, they can take them outside the classroom and, um, and use them um, in their daily lives, um, you know, outside of the school. Well, learning how to deal with people in a physical way is very important, and, and we can try to take all that away with technology, but the bottom line is we live in a physical movement world, and sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with that, even if they transport your, your diseased body down to the hospital to, to deal with it, you know, and, and the sooner these kids learn that and their parents and stop making excuses to opt them out of gym classes, the better off we're going to be. Now, one of the things I wanted to touch on with you guys is, you know, PE has changed. The kids have changed. Um, you know, to get them out and run a mile, you know, that might have worked in the 60s, but might not be such a good deal now because of, of the extreme obesity. And then there are other issues, like Jeff was talking to me about. I hadn't really thought about it much, but, you know, back in the day, I was showering in junior high. It wasn't that big a deal. Um, it's just kind of something we learned how to, you know, uh, deal with on a daily basis. But now, with all the cell phone cameras and all that stuff, I mean, it, it is a different world. The genie's out of the bottle. And so PE teachers and the, the profession of physical education has to morph and, and change a little bit with that. Yeah, well, you know, a major uh, obstacle. I wasn't even thinking of that. You're right. Because of all this nonsense that goes on with these kids taking pictures and sending, uh, you know, food comments and stuff through cell phones and everything, they would have to have some kind of uh, mandatory check before you walk into gym class, where you have to put your phones all up on a, uh, a in a basket or something. Yeah. What What do you guys know, What do you guys do with that, Jeff? Well, you know, yeah. uh, you know, kids, kids, you know, you can't stop the kids from bringing a, a cell phone or one of those other electronic devices to school uh, and having them in their pockets uh, as they move from uh, class to class through the hallway and uh, the cafeteria and to the restroom. Uh, but they're not allowed to use those during class uh, or during passing time. They can use them before school or after school, and occasionally I'll find, um, I find uh, a student with, with one, and I'm wondering why are they carrying a cell phone with them? What's so important that they need to have their cell phone with them? Uh, but, you know, occasionally I'll find one. Um, there's no really, uh, other than what I just mentioned, 
um, as far as rules or policy um, for cell phones. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, if a student wants to shower, um, there's certainly, you know, I encourage them to. Very few do, but uh, I will let them out of class a little earlier uh, just so that they can uh, have the opportunity to shower and have enough time to, you know, uh, get dried off and change into their regular clothes if they would like to. And uh, very few people take me up on that. Very, very few. Uh, the, maybe one or two. The one whole, or two during the entire school year. The, the whole shower issue, Kevin, is actually a big deal. I was talking to Jeff about it the other day. Yeah, and, it is. And, 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 you know, uh, they don't want to get sweaty because they don't want to shower, and so they don't participate in a lot of the things that they need to be doing, whether they like it or not. And so the whole thing kind of kind of degrades. But, you know, I, I want to get into a little section here called Who's at Fault? And it, we're going to talk a lot about positive solutions and things you can do for no money and, and how parents can get involved with schools and all that and, and as we go along in this series of uh, Expect PE shows. Hey, but Before we jump into that, Ryan, I just make another comment on yeah. that as far as that goes. You know, with the, with the young girls, you know, and, and even the guys uh, – you know, 14 years of age, they're all about uh, looking in the mirror and, and looking real good and all that kind of stuff. Their hair has got to be just perfect, got to mm-hmm. be just right. They, you know, the girls are wearing makeup, and mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, maybe the guys are today. And they don't want to sweat because that's going to run your makeup, and they don't want to have to take the time to, put, to get ready again after class. Right. So, therefore, they're reluctant to want to do put forth the effort. Uh, and, and really apply themselves to where there would be physical signs of physical exertion, such as flushness in the face, and, you know, a little bit of perspiration, and, mm-hmm. and elevating the heart rate. So, you know, um, we're dealing with that, and I, I think we probably have been for all these years, but I think we're dealing with it more and more uh, today probably than, than in the past. And I, maybe, maybe not. Well, probably so, but, you know, we can keep making excuses, but it's not right. working for us. We're, we've got morbid child obesity issues. We've got serious health consequences. Our country is largely going bankrupt because of health care. I mean, that if you trace back the root cause of finances uh, and, and these issues that companies are having with employees, it goes back to health care. And that's why this is at the foundation of everything that's wrong and everything that needs to be changed with this country. We've got to get our health back. We've got to. We don't have a choice. I mean, we're running out of time. You know, we can't rebuild on a basis of sickness and disease. It's not going to happen. So, you know, who's at fault? I mean, th- th- these are some feedback points that I got just, you know, polling some parents and, and talking to different people the last week or so. Um, I think the parents are very disconnected. There's a lot of parents that they're opting their kids out that really need physical education, and they're coming up with a lot of lame excuses why their kids shouldn't be dressing out and participating in PE. Uh, part of the problem is a lame PE teacher throwing the ball out for so many years. You know, that needs to go uh, to the lean brace firing squad, Kevin, as we would say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I have a um, – I want to – I agree with Jeff what he was saying about the makeup thing and that you know, everyone wants to kind of stay prissied up and everything during gym class. You know, that is a very real major obstacle right there. Because, I mean, that was going on back when I was in high school, back in the late 80s, like I was saying, um, to a certain degree. You know, I remember the girls kind of just, like, pulling their hair back and, like, kicking a ball around in the corner playing, a, what was that game called, uh, four something. Not figure four, but I don't remember. It was, like, this square thing. And they, like, do these little four silly square. things and stuff. Four square. There we go. Playing four square. And I'm like, wow, you must have burned a whole whopping 10 calories for the whole class. 
and most of those calories were from from clapping your gums talking. <laughs> but I was out there trying to dunk a basketball over and over and over again, like all class long. That was that was my end of year goal, and I was finally able to dunk a volleyball, but not a snooker basketball. Anyway, long story short, that is a very real obstacle because people don't want to get all all sweated up and everything. And okay, so let's say the whole class decides. You know what? I, I really I'm listening to Liam Berets, and I want to start throwing down in gym class, and I'm going to start really hit, attacking it hard. And they all get sweaty, and they all decide to take showers. So what happens then, Jeff? Because you have 30 kids in the class, but I don't think that my my school had like five showers maybe. So what happens right, when like right. everybody wants to take a shower? Then you have the reverse problem. I mean, that would be a great problem for us to have, and I would have no problem with it. But yeah, that would what would happen? You know. That, that well, would be great. Would just give, we just give them a little, give them a little more time to get get cleaned up after class. You know, that would be a good. Problem. They're, they're coming exactly. to class and motivated, coming to class motivated, wanting to get, wanting to throw down and 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 get yeah. to it, uh, and not trying to spend uh, expend all their energy trying to get away from doing it and just actually do it. And then uh, no, hey, I got an opportunity to get showered and cleaned up afterwards. I'm going to throw down. I'm going to get my heart rate up. I'm going to get something out of this, even if it is 35 minutes. I'll take another 10 to go get cleaned up afterwards. They might just throw down. Hey, you can get some good work you know, done think, in 15 or 20 I think minutes. There should be a, I think there should be a, um, not incentive, but I think the kids should be allowed to have that privilege of the extra 10-minute overrun where as long as they have a pass from the gym teacher or something, they can zip right into class like no big whoop. And I think that should be allowed in all the schools. I think that's one step right there that we can address and, and try to push forward to get kids more active. Sure. And yeah. Think of this too, you know. Think of the, the mental. We didn't get to even touch the surface on the the, physio, um, the physiological effects of exercise and movement. Think of how positive they're going to be mentally and the endorphin release, and how that's going to improve their performance with their tests after gym class and yeah. their whole attitude. California published, you know, and that's going to give them more self-esteem. That's going to give them more right. uh, feeling of elation and so on and so forth. So there's all these other benefits we haven't even scratched the surface on yet, but. Going at it I, agree, I agree with you. Yeah, yep. California did some great research on vigorous physical education right before a test. And they found the kids that performed the best on the test had vigorous PE right before they did the testing. And and so we, we know we, we know what movement does to the body and the brain. And, and that's all yep. well and good. And you know, the bottom line to the kids and the parents, move or lose. Forget the excuses because you can keep making excuses and keep getting fatter and fatter and less and less fit and more apt to be injured, and you're going to lose in the end. It's going to cost you more money. It's going to cost our country. We're going to keep bleeding out, and we're running out of time. So there's a disconnect between you know the reality of, of opting out of PE and not participating in physical movement and, and the consequences of that, uh, you know, like diabetes and amputation from diabetes and blindness and all these horrific health care costs. Uh, we mentioned the lame PE teachers. They need to improve. Uh, technology drives less or no movement. Okay, we live in a techno technological society. We've got to engineer activity back into our lifestyles, um, not just at school, but also uh, places of business in this country. Those little exercise breaks throughout the day, having some kind of fitness facility on site. Um, these are things that need to be done and that are already happening. And I think, you know, looking at who's at fault, just the whole American culture of physical dysfunction, you know, that's feeding this whole thing. I mean, they're just, uh, I don't know. I mean, how, there's just this disconnect between uh, a person's fitness and their quality of life, you know. Maybe that goes back to our philosophy, which is 
kind of mind over body, you know, but if, if you don't have a healthy body, you know, where are you going to live, you know? And the yep. last, the last point is just laziness. So we can yak on that for a little bit, you know, just some like, you know, what happened? Why are we in this situation? Right, I've, got a, you know, uh, I've got a good take on that, but go ahead, Jeff. I'll give you the floor first. We're around here, uh, they, you know, they say uh, it takes a village to raise a child. And, um, yeah, it does. And um, we need to recognize uh, those of us that live in the village, the, you know, those that make the, the, the uh, key decisions and, and, and want to put things into implementation. Um, they, they're the ones that need to decide, and, and uh, I guess we need to influence them um, quite heavily the, the importance of this topic. And, um, and uh, I guess, you know, given the statistics, uh, even though they're overwhelming and, and they can be found just anywhere, but uh, just hammer it in, hammer it home to them that, uh, you know, this, we are in need of this um, all the way uh, starting in the elementary school and following all the way through uh, the, uh, the 12th grade. And um, really it's, it's influencing those people that make the decisions uh, in and amongst the community. And um, we were a uh, school district that had um, a requirement of three physical education credits in order to graduate high school. Um, we dropped that down to two and dropped it to one, and now there is no requirement for a graduation from high school with three physical education classes. That, that That is pathetic. I'm I'm yeah. telling you that is absolutely pathetic that uh, a child can go through high school in this country and not have to take any physical education. We're not talking about, you know, throwing the ball out and running a lap. We're talking about physical education, movement yeah. skills. Movement skills but, but, that they need to come into the workplace to function without getting hurt. Right. And it, but it should start early in the elementary school and, and currently right now we only have um like we got like 12 elementary schools in the uh, in our district, and uh, we got uh, PE specialists who have to travel from school to school, and uh, the kids get uh, one 30-minute block a week, and that's it. One 30-minute block a week with an actual PE yeah. specialist. But it's, it's got to be instilled in those young hearts and young minds of, of the uh, these young kids that are coming up that, you know, it, it's fun, yeah, it's work, but the benefits are much greater in the long run they're not doing anything at all. Here's something, you guys. I mentioned this to Jeff Kevin the other day. They're doing occupational therapy now with some kids because they're coming to school and they don't have the dexterity in their hands to hold a pencil. Oh my goodness! You're kidding me. No, and my, my my wife. And by the way, I'm a, I'm a credential teacher, so is my wife. We're not teaching right now, but we're both uh, educators. So my wife told me this. She's a third grade teacher. Okay, and so what's happening? Think about. Uh, from an eating perspective, Kevin, you're a food guy. These, uh, yeah. That's Jamie Oliver's thing, you know, use a fork, right? Because if you're using a fork, it's probably something closer to real food. Well, most kids eat food now that's in a package, and they just hold it in their hand. They don't use utensils. Wow. They literally are not developing the programming to hold things like a fork, knife, and a pencil, and a pen, and a crayon. And so even at a very young age coming into school, we've got motor programming, neurological issues with these kids. They're clumsy. They don't move well because they haven't been taught to, you know, and that's, hey Ron, that's hey where Ron. Jeff comes in. Yeah. Yeah, I just jumped in there with that real quick. Yeah, you know, um, 
you know, when it comes to like working on vehicles, uh, you know, getting underneath and not being able to see what you're actually putting a nut and a washer on, mm-hmm. you know, the bolt. Yeah. You know, underneath a underneath a vehicle, if you work, you know, I've worked with with kids and and they're like, you know, they're not getting it. They're not getting that feel, that that um, kinesthetic perception, the awareness of uh, being able to, with one hand, right, with one hand, be able to put on a washer and a nut to a bolt underneath a vehicle that they cannot see. Interesting. Now, you know, um, that's something that. Uh, does, any, does everybody need to be exposed to that? Is that a good example? I don't know, but that's something that you know, I picked up early on in life as a as a young kid, and um, you know I find kids aren't able to do that. They just can't feel. It. They just don't have the dexterity to be able, you know those fine motor school skills to be able to do that. Well, know? these so I just want to point that out. That's a very excellent point, and these are these are life skills. I mean, you can't do everything sure. with a computer mouse. I've you know I've got some friends that teach shop. They're industrial arts teachers. I need to get some of them on. You know because. I don't know about y'all, man, but in California, man, those things went to the firing squad a couple decades ago. Now they're right, starting to come back. They're, but you know, it's very helpful for people to learn how to work with their hands, and and have that coordination because you can't do everything with a computer. Well, I agree with you. I yeah. But a lot of these things we can we can address in physical education, you know, because we're dealing with spatial awareness. We're dealing with. Uh, uh, vision width and and velocity speed changes and and direction well, changes we right we can't do it though with only 30 minutes um, once a week yeah <laughs> yeah we just can't do it it's not going to happen i mean you know we've got to prioritize this and we've got to get we've got to get health up to the the top of the pyramid and on the radar screen again which is a driving force behind the lean berets because for a lot of people it's obviously uh, not even a uh, an afterthought you know well, you know, Ron, how 2020 is, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020 always. You've heard that. We all yeah, have. And I yeah. think it'll probably be year 2020. And I hope it's not that long, um, that far away when we will real, realize as a nation and in, in our small sectors and our um, our states and communities that uh, we realize, you know, um, before 2020, the year 2020, that we need to start implementing something and getting our kids moving on a regular basis. And it needs to be quality. It needs to be uh, uh, rigorous, you know, to some degree, and um, it needs to be uh, uh, enjoyed by all uh, participants. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've got to start doing it and uh, move or lose, right? That's the thing. Now, there, for, there are a lot of people out there saying, well, you know, there's no money, and you guys just want money for something else, and we have no money. I mean, we, we, we were talking the other day, Kevin, about simple things we can do uh, in physical education that don't require a lot of money. I mean, what happened to all the monkey bars, dude? I mean, we took these out. Yeah. We took these out I because... I love them. I still yeah, love them. Still I know, this day. Absolutely. I we, we took stuff like that out because some lawyers were saying it was a liability. Well, I, I, gotta, I got some yeah. news, but breaking news for everybody here. There's been some writing the last year or so about how playgrounds today are making kids more dangerous. And that sounds kind of bizarre because they're supposed to be so safe. Well, we made it so safe that the kids don't know how to move. They don't have kinesthetic proprioceptive awareness. They can't right move their bodies through spatial relationships. And one of the best things you can do for kids is put them in these risk-taking type of activities where they're crawling around and they're using their arms and their legs and they're twisting and they're turning 
And, and yeah, you know, there's a potential to fall, and, and that's, that's part of the learning curve. You, you learn how to take risk and what happens in terms of consequences when you push your body too far. And these are things that you'll learn in movement. You can't learn on the computer. Learn that in physical education class. You're right on the, you know, um, risk, risks and challenges and those types of things. But, Ron, I wanted to point out to you, you know, you put my kid on those bars, you call them monkey bars, you call my kid a monkey now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have to. Lo- I'm gonna have to sue you for calling my kid a monkey. Well, my my daughter thinks she's yeah. a monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. Pol- political correctness. You know. My yeah. goodness. Well, you know what we think we about gotta, that. We gotta fight that. The lean berets. We don't believe in dysfunctional political correctness. So. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter it's thinks she's a monkey, so we'll call it monkey bars. But you know, okay. whatever. The I mean, the idea is that we we need to engineer these challenges back into the equipment our younger children are, are playing on. And I saw this in Atlanta when we lived there. They have some cutting-edge playground equipment. I mean, it was fascinating. I've got all kinds of photos of the twins growing up on that stuff. And there's one here in Huntington Beach I just took them to a couple weeks ago. Very radically different design. And they're coming out of Europe. Typically this stuff comes out of Europe. And uh, the latest one I, I took them to, you guys, uh, there, there was nothing level that didn't move in this playground. Everything was offset. It, it, it changed positions. I mean, there was no way, one way to do it. The kids would run up and they'd stare at it. And I'd hear them talking, well, how do we do it? And they just figured it out. And that's the whole point. They figured right, it out. Problem solving there. That's, that's good. Yeah, it was, and I played on it too. I got some pictures of me crawling around up there, bare feet, by the way. It was, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin's all about the foot fitness. So, love it. Well, this has been a, this yep. has been a nice uh, introduction uh, and laying some groundwork. I mean, basically, you know, the PE programs, the feedback I got, it's all over the board here in California. We've got some schools doing a, I would say, a decent job with it, but I won't go beyond that. And then a lot of the feedback I got, it, it's just absolutely pathetic or non-existent. Now, in California, they're supposed to get. 100 minutes of physical education a week. But the uh, word on the street from the inside, Kevin and Jeff, is that it's not very regulated or, or verified. So whether or not that's happening and how it's happening is uh, subject to further investigation by the special op division of the Lean Berets. You know, that's right, because, man. I'm going to have to jump a plane and investigate <laughs> that further. Because I think what's happening, you know, you get the elementary teacher and they don't know anything about PE and they're worried about getting sued or whatever. And so the kids just end up walking and running around with no uh, education component. And that's not what Jeff is doing or the other physical that's educators. Right, yeah. it, there's a difference between quality physical education and just this uh, kind of letting them be physically active. And, and you know, letting them do what they want to do is not going to necessarily help them develop these motor patterns because they really do need to be in, in some of these different types of challenges with a little bit of direction and supervision. Yeah, there's a there's a thing they call invite PE now. You know, I, I would like to invite you um, to try this. Okay, hmm. well, that's being polite and nice. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and that's because of, um, we all know of, you know, the thing being uh, self-conscious, you know, uh, a kid... Uh, being fearful of looking, uh, you know, ridiculous or clumsy or um, uh, less than athletic, you know. Um, but it's 
it should be a no threat, uh, no fear environment for kids to uh, um, have an opportunity for enjoyment, self-expression, and communication. You know, um, in in the physical education classroom. Yeah, I, th- I think I think part of that is good. Um, you know, we've got to we've got to think outside the box. The kids have changed. The times have changed. The culture's changed. It doesn't have to be a, a, a military-driven system like it was uh, in the 60s. I get that. But let me get back to the, uh, in closing here, just the financial part of this. Uh, hey, if we don't do something to get our kids healthier, it's going to cost us far more money down the road, right? But in the short term of finances, I mean, we can do a whole lot with body weight. We can do a whole lot with uh, a big rope. Um, we used to have those climbing pegs on the side of the gym with those wood-rung ladder things, you know, Um there's all kinds of stuff we can do. But the, the real issue is we don't have the administrative support because the parents aren't demanding it, and that's the topic of the show, expect PE. I don't think there's an expectation for, for physical education in this country by most people. I really don't. Yeah, I concur with you, Ron, on that. Absolutely. And so maybe that's um, where we start, you know? Yeah, I, you know, um, parents will say, in my day, when I did PE, we did this and this and this, you know, and I don't know if they um, are saying they had a, a positive experience or a negative experience, but, you know, um, really I think most, and, until the parents step up and, and start voicing their, um, their concern and interest, uh, we won't see a change. But when I talk to them one-on-one at parent-teacher conferences, um, um, offline, you know, somewhere out in public, uh, we start getting on the topic of um, physical education. Yeah, why don't we have PE? Why don't we have PE? You know, my, you know, so, you know, I have to explain to them we just don't have it as a requirement. And yes, we do need it. The kids need it. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, we got students coming in that they should have learned things in the elementary school and physical education class that we would expect them to have already had in the junior high school. Um, such as simply standing at home plate and holding a bat, you know, which right. we previously discussed, or which hand you put the glove on. Yeah, we're talking about um, elementary skills here. Well, yeah. you know, the the, fir- well, the first the first step is you know getting people aware that there's a problem right. and uh, laying that groundwork. And uh, I did get some positive feedback from parents that were actually a little ticked off about what's happened to PE, and and they really want more quality physical education, and, and that was encouraging to me because I didn't know what kind of response I would get. I actually got a lot of people that wrote back. And and so that's where we're going to start, and uh, we're going to move forward, and we're going to talk about more of the solutions and uh, define in the next shows to come, you guys, the difference between physical activity and physical education because, you know, there's a little bit of difference in that, and uh, yeah. we'll keep moving forward and talk to some other fitness people around the country. In different places, and right. uh, and based on just the initial conversations, you know, you guys know this. I got invited to present at a uh, obese child obesity conference in Michigan on the very topic of putting physical education back into our schools. So, by the time right. I roll in, yeah, by the time I roll in there in 2012, I'll be armed and ready, and uh, we'll have a, quite a few shows behind us. And let's see if we can roll this thing all the way across the country and and pick up steam. So, you guys got anything in closing? No, I, you know, uh, I just say, you know, we don't use uh, running as a punishment, you know. Um, just want to put that out for our listeners, and uh, um, it's not like that. You know, running is not a punishment, and um, it's for enjoyment. 
and it takes a while, you know, we all know it takes a while until you get to the point where you do enjoy the running, and, um, but you got to, you got to take one step at a time, you know. Yeah, and running is a life skill. I mean, if someone's sure. trying to rob you, you might need to run away, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you don't implement that, if you don't learn how to do that properly, like you were saying, both you were saying earlier, if the kids don't have the dexterity and um, balance, appropriate stuff of awareness, et cetera, do quick, fast movements, such as walking down the street and someone comes out and pulls a knife on them, they can't get away fast or their life is in jeopardy. And what better way to do that than to learn it in gym class? Absolutely. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on, and especially Jeff. Uh, you know, appreciate My your pleasure. Ser- I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate your your service in the military. You're a, a You're vet- veteran. Thank you know, you. you were injured in Afghanistan. I want to tip our, our berets to you and uh, to your comrades over there that are fighting for our freedom. And we're going to be talking well. soon, you. you guys. Okay, thanks for coming on today. You've been listening to Lean Braze Radio Show at TheLeanBraze.com. Music today provided by Hot Rod Walt and the Psycho DeVilles. Until next time, keep your foot in the accelerator for health and rock on. Make a stand for the future. Expect PE. Ready, I'm roots, rock. Ready, I'm roots, rock. Ready, I'm roots, rock. Ready, I'm roots, rock. Ready, I'm roots, I know you gotta dig that new tattoo. You blame a rolling dice or a lucky horseshoe. You gotta dig another and a grand